America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. Today's episode is a throwback episode, actually, and is a first throwback one I'm doing where I'm pulling from the vault, so to speak, from prior podcast episodes I've done. And this one is one of my favorite guest episodes last year, which is why I'm bringing it back today. It is with Natalie Joy, and we sat down in, at the time when I lived in Los Angeles, uh, sat down in my apartment in Venice, California, and we were just chatting all, you know, kind of consider it a girl talk, if you will. And I'm bringing it back today because not only was it one of my favorite guest episodes of last year, but I know many of you also enjoyed this conversation. And personally for me, I even took some tips from Natalie. And I feel like she has a great head on her shoulders in that she knows how to be open, honest, and direct with, you know, who she's dating. And especially when it comes to the early dating phase, which is often, in my opinion, the biggest struggle for many of us because there's so many different elements to Today's dating culture, um, again, I guess I should preface speaking in American dating culture because I know many of you guys also are out there in Europe and uh, for those who I ran into in Paris and Milan, I know um, we were able to talk a little bit about dating and it sounds like it is a little different over there. But with that being said, I really found this episode to be helpful in that realm and I wanted to bring it back for you guys because I also know As a regular podcast listener, if I don't see an episode within the past, I don't know, six months or something, it's hard for me to dig deep into the older episodes of the previous year and to go and listen to those, um, even if they were really good. So this one, in my opinion, was a really great one from last year and I know has a lot of valuable nuggets in the dating department, if you will. So with that being said, let's get into the episode with Natalie Joy. Well, Natalie, thanks for joining me. I'm so excited to chat. There's a lot of good topics to chat about today. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, Okay, well, let's get into your background, like your story. I feel like unless people listened to that episode that I listened to, was it on Dear Shandy? Yeah, yeah. Unless they listen to that one, they might not know much about you and your background, where you're from. We're similar in age. So share your story. Share like your high school days, like all of that. I was like pretty shocked when I heard. So I am originally from Auburn, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And when I was 15, I dropped out of high school because I got the opportunity to move to New York and model. 
I had an agency and kind of took months of convincing my mom, but eventually she kind of was like, this is an opportunity I feel like I can't hold you back from. This Mm -hmm. could possibly change your life. I don't want to be the reason that it doesn't happen. So I promised her I'd do online school and she allowed me to move to New York. So I moved there by myself. I don't think I'd ever left the South. And I moved to Harlem, New York in a studio apartment with two other girls. Oh my gosh, a studio? Studio apartment with, with two, two other, other girls. girls. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We we're quite on top of each other. So I, my mom was like, this, you know, I will pay your first month's rent. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it figured out by the next month, then you've got to come home. Yeah. So I lived there for two years. And then, you know, she kind of got to the point where she said, you know, I really want you to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to get a GED. What, it, what are we going to do? My dad lived in Savannah, Georgia, so I ended up moving there and graduating high school and then going to college and graduating mm-hmm. college, and so now I'm here. Yeah. What was New York like, especially at that young of age? It was, I mean, I grew up extremely fast because mm-hmm. of it. I, you know, I didn't have any parental guidance. I didn't have anyone to tell me, you know, you have to be home by 11. Right. You have a curfew. You can't hang out with those people. You can't. I didn't have anyone to tell me any of that. So the fact that I didn't go down a really dark path is something I'm quite proud of because I was friends with, you know, I was in clubs at 15 and around drugs (laughs) and alcohol, but I'd be like, oh, it's midnight. I got to go home. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And I, I, I made myself have this strict schedule because I didn't, I had a goal in mind Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to veer off that path. Right. So, but I, I mean, I learned a lot. I got mugged a lot. I learned it. I mean, at 15, I truly grew up so fast. I was paying bills. I, you know. Okay. So then you go back and you go back, like finish college, um, go to high school and everything. So where do you go from there? Career wise? Like where, what was your first step after you graduated college? I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to just go to college just to go get a business degree. Like I really, if I was going to go to college, because mm-hmm. that was never part of my plan, then I was going to go for something I knew I could get a job in as soon as I graduated. So my brother-in-law is a surgeon and he kind of suggested a couple of jobs in healthcare. And I was, you know, amazed with his stories and his his video, the stuff that he did mm-hmm. in his job that I... I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the operating room. I wanted to save people's, help save people's lives. Right. And so he offered surgical technology. And so I went to school for that and um, graduated. And now I work for a plastic surgeon here. Um, it's it's the coolest thing yeah. that I think I have ever done. And I've done a lot of cool things. Yeah. But I think this is the coolest thing. I love it. I think it's really cool that that's such a unique field. Like, I was super impressed, like, to hear, like, that's what you went into. And even for me, obviously, most people don't know the path it takes to get there. Can you share opportunities, like, or, like, how people can get into that industry? Or, like, maybe things that might trigger their interest into, you know, something that you're doing? Totally, yeah. So, it's, I went to school. I got my bachelor's in healthcare science. Mm-hmm. And then associates so two of those years was getting my associates in surgical technology so if you want you can just go to a two-year college and get your associate's degree in surgical technology um but it's you can work in a hospital and um, kind of have go anywhere do vascular do pediatrics do 
you know, labor and delivery, you have, you can work in a hospital and do everything. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to a private practice, which is what I did. And I worked for a plastic and reconstructive surgeon in Savannah who, I mean, that just was the most amazing time because Mm -hmm. he did a lot of breast cancer patients and gunshot wounds or car crashes and was fixing, fixing faces and fixing things that you never thought would look back normal. He Mm -hmm. was making them normal. So that was really awesome. And then coming out here, I had the plastic experience, but so I did the whole tummy tucks, breast augmentations, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't (laughs) feeling fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling like I was, I'm changing confidence in women, which is amazing, but I wasn't feeling like I was before. Right. So now I work for an ocular facial plastic surgeon and mm-hmm. he, so he does eyes. So he fix, you know, people with lazy eyes or droopy eyes oh, or, wow. or bulging eyes from thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. And that is just, I mean, he's amazing and I love this so much. Yeah. What was like the transition for you going from modeling and trying that out in New York to like kind of settling, not settling, but just kind of maybe transitioning your mindset into okay maybe this should be more my career and like modeling could be a hobby or something I do on the side I think I saw you post that before that modeling is something you have decided you want that to be like what you do on the side right I think I just I had this plan of modeling for my whole life Mm -hmm. when I moved to New York I was like this is what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna go to college this will be my life and then obviously I was kind of forced to leave New York and, and go to college and, you know, go the right, the normal path. Mm-hmm. And I just fell more in love with this than I was with modeling. Wow, okay. And I look back at modeling in those times, it's, it's, it's changed so much, even 10 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, it was still, I was a hundred pounds and I was considered plus size. Wow. And it was, so it was like a very toxic place for a 15 year old to be in. that's right. So I, I, I'm thankful for it because it taught me a lot, but I'm also just so happy with A, how much the industry has changed, Mm -hmm. but B, that I've just found something that I love so much more. Wow. And I think that's really impressive that you get to say that too, is because I think so many people, especially who don't live in LA, like we do they glamorize LA and they glamorize everything that we do and we post and they see the lifestyle out here and they think like being an influencer or a model is like the dream and there's just so much more that goes beyond it and it goes to show even for you saying like you found more love and fulfillment in like this career path which I think speaks levels and is important for people to hear you know it's not always one way and and, you know you should go for this because and you can romanticize a normal job right you know like being a bank teller you can you can glamorize that you know it's not just being an actress or a model or an influencer that people you know that you're the one who makes it what it is right and so I've just learned to make being a surgical technologist the best it could possibly be do you have a mantra or mindset you go um, into work with every day? Like what you said right there kind of stood out to me where you're like, it's about what you make of it, you know, no matter what job you're in, no matter what career, how are you like, what are, is there anything like you tell yourself or is there anything that resonates with you when it comes to like having the right positive mindset about your career path? Not really. I really just go into it as you know, this, what we're doing today 
is changing someone's life. Mm. Whether it was confidence level or an actual, you know, issue they have, Mm -hmm. um, we're we're changing someone's life. And it's something that I, it like makes me jump out of bed in the morning because I'm so excited to get there and do it. Wow, that's really amazing, and and it's cool that, again, like, it is such a unique field, you know, I don't think many girls your age are, I mean, at least I haven't come across anyone that is doing what you're doing, so I think it's awesome. I don't think it's something that's really talked about. People, you know, you know, nurses, obviously, is very talked about, and, and surgeons and doctors, but there's so many people that play parts in surgery, in healthcare, that just kind of go unknown and goes mm-hmm. and swept under the rug and they play a huge part in healthcare. Right. You know, the phlebotomist, the surgical technologist, the um, anesthesiologist, all of these people, the circulating nurse, they're mm-hmm. all huge parts of healthcare that I think no one really realizes. Is there something you would tell your 15 year old self what you know today based on like, cause back then you were dreaming of that modeling career. You had your eyes set on that and you were ready to not finish high school and not go to college. What would you tell your younger self in that regard? Just to accept change. That change is good, Mm -hmm. it's okay. And I was terrified of leaving New York and and breaking this plan. And you, I think a lot of people from the South also, obviously I don't know if it's worldwide, but from the South you kind of have this, you're gonna go to high school. Mm-hmm. graduate you're gonna go to college you're gonna get married you're gonna have babies you know it's just yeah. like this very strict plan and it's okay to not follow your plan yeah. you know to be 15 and be like okay I'm gonna get married and have kids before 25 you know that doesn't <laughs> always work and that's okay so I've just learned to accept that change is good is that something you had to battle with the fact that I realized too because I have some friends from the south and I have friends that like went to Auburn and Georgia yeah. and, and all that and so they tell me like yeah, most kids are, you know, getting engaged in college. And yeah. I'm like, really? No way, you know? Yeah. But is that difficult for you? Like, are there people that are, like, pushing their opinion on where you should be in life because of that Southern tradition or Not mentality? really. No, okay, my family's good. really, my family's great. And mm-hmm. they are very accepting of, of all different paths. And, um, but I think a lot of my friends, seeing my friends all getting married to their high school <laughs> sweetheart, I'm, I just... I mean, I'm, I'm very happy for them, but it's such a crazy thought. You know, there's just so much to the world than right. Auburn, Alabama. Right. But. Okay. Um, well, speaking of dating, marriage, life, yeah. all that, we will dive into the gem of the conversation, which is, first off, your mindset on dating. When I heard the way you approached Nick and how you, like, messaged him, I was like, holy shit, girls our age especially – need to hear this like in in 20s um and like you said you grew up really fast you have a lot of experience under your belt you know paying bills as a teenager and all that so I would definitely attribute that to why you're able to date someone older um but can you dive into your mentality when you were messaging Nick and just kind of going you know shooting your shot kind of thing and I think we're more open to that now but like what what was it where like for a girl that might fear that right or right. fear rejection like what was what's like your advice on that well first nick and i's story is so far from <laughs> a like romantic fantasy it's so far from that i yeah. think it's so it's real and mm-hmm. it's um a lot of back and forth but it, so it's i want to like warning it's not a romantic right. beginning at all right um but i think for, like 
I sent him a message and I thought to myself, he'll either respond right, or he won't. And if he doesn't, then I'm like, he probably didn't see it. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he gets a ton. He's got a million followers. I'm sure he gets a ton of DMs. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if he doesn't see it, then that's why he didn't reply. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what I told myself. And then two hours later, he replied. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, he thought. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. But. Yeah. Let's fast forward. You guys went on your first date in New York. And I love this story because I love, like, how ballsy it is. Like, you're going up to meet yeah. him. It's, like, the first time you're meeting him in person kind of thing. Like, what's going through your mind, like, when you're meeting this guy? Like, are you, I guess, like, putting your guard up? Like, how are you playing that part out? And, and I definitely want to use this as context for, like, later questions in terms of, like, right. how you approach, like, that long talking phase that you guys had which I think drives every girl crazy and I think the way you approached it was spot on but (laughs) um I mean we had talked about every day for two weeks on FaceTime yeah so it was I definitely knew who he was um as a person you know I wasn't like I mean I definitely in the back of my mind thought he might murder me you know I didn't know for sure you never know but I was I was absolutely nervous Mm -hmm. and um obviously we had both kind of played the game of I'll stay somewhere else and we'll just meet up and then it turned into let's just stay together oh really okay yeah so I walked I remember I texted him and I'm like I'm out front and I was like in the taxi (laughs) taxi's like are you gonna get out and I was like just give me a minute like I'm just like getting myself together I was so nervous and I got out and I I mean nothing about this relationship has been romantic at all but (laughs) I walked up to him and I said I'm just gonna get this out of the way and I kissed him oh my god I was like I just because I was there was so many nerves behind it I just said I'm just we're just gonna get this out of the way yeah it's not gonna I know it's not gonna be a romantic thing let's just get it out of the way and um so we kissed and then we went up to the room dropped our bags off and he was like I made dinner reservations yeah and we went to dinner and we spent you know that whole time really getting to like you know for a normal first day right um and that was I mean we spent the weekend together right Okay, this question, which was something that, again, stood out to me too, and I feel like has been a struggle for most, and I think I heard this, I'm sure you know of Tinks, right? She yes, said, yeah. yeah, she's been on this podcast. Yeah, and she had my, because my I would tell my girlfriends about this, like something I mentally struggle with is the whole, is it bad if you end up sleeping with them on the first date or the first time you interact with them? I know like my friend had sent like what Tink said on Nick's podcast and that's kind of what caught my attention. And then I had heard like Nick mentioned you guys did. Yeah. What was that something that you had a fear in, in terms of like that makes you less wife material? Because I would say for me, that might be the only thing that would make me hold back. And for nowadays in today's culture, everyone's like, you know, that doesn't really change your character or your value, right? right. But of course, the old tradition would tell you like, oh, totally. but, right? So that's why I think yeah. it's awesome because again, you guys are still dating, that still happened. And so I'm curious, what's your take on that and how you feel about, you know, changing that mentality moving forward? Totally. I mean, I think obviously it's a whole, the whole part of it is being comfortable. And mm-hmm. if it's something that you want to do. And we obviously had spoke for two weeks prior to that. So I think 
I definitely knew going into that that it was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're staying in the same hotel room yeah, together. Yeah. Like, I just was like, this is going to happen. And right. I was totally okay with it. Yeah. And I think I was okay with it because Nick uses this analogy all the time, so I'm going to steal it from him. Yeah. But it's like guys with sex or anyone with sex is right. like watching a movie, right? So it's like, I'll wait however long to watch a movie. Right. When I watch it, I'll either love it and want to see it again, or I'll be like, okay, that was cool, and yeah. not have to watch it again. Right. And so I think it's no matter how long you wait to have sex with someone, they're either going to like it or not like it, and you'll have it over and over again, or you right. won't. And I think that's okay. And so we just went into it knowing that was going to happen and being comfortable with it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't. So has Nick ever talked about whether he thinks that makes – a woman less girlfriend material if she slept. He doesn't. He thinks he's like have sex whenever you want. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. Right. What's your opinion on that? Like, why do you think there's that psychology has shifted since the old days of like why that doesn't make a difference anymore? Because again, like I think that's like that's probably like the main thing for me in like a talking phase is like not necessarily I'm gonna wait three dates, but rather like I know where I stand like as a potential girlfriend material and I wouldn't want this one thing right. simply to throw them off especially if you can feel the physical chemistry right but it, like I'm holding back because I don't want him to think I'm x y and z right you know? right I think that trying to um guess what your partner is thinking like yeah. in that sense where it's like oh they're gonna think that I'm you know a whore because I'm right. sleeping with them on the first night I think that part is I think men and women have just been so more just open to it. And it's not something that's so strict anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that's just because everything is changing in this world. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things are being more mainstream and more normal, normalized. And I think this is just one of them. And it's something that you as a person decide what you want to do. And, and I don't think it changes the relationship in any way. Right. Okay, so... Diving into the talking phase, you guys went back and forth for a long time, and I think this is where a lot of people need to take tips from you, is because I feel like I could speak for myself, probably the first, like, especially with the distance and everything, and knowing the chemistry that does exist with that, it would drive me crazy, right? I feel like you handled it very maturely, and you... Like Nick said on the podcast, you're a Jedi. <laughs> like, to, to yeah. walk us through, like, give yeah. us the, the tips on, like, what your thought process was. I mean, I think I have always been, and especially with Nick and I's relationship, just making sure that I'm in complete control of my feelings. Hmm. And the second I feel like I'm not, I take a step back. Okay. And I, like, figure it out. Yeah. And then I could get back into the relationship. But ours was so back and forth that those weekends that we spent together and then me coming home was like me resetting, you know? And he, okay. Nick, Nick, uh, he did a great job. He is so upfront, doesn't lead anyone on. I mean, oh, he was right. like, I will not date you. That's right. I will I remember, not date I was surprised you. that too. That would throw me off as well. Yeah. Like most girls would be like, all right, well, you know, then like take it at face value. But like you were really calm in the way you were responding. You were like, okay. Yeah, like, because... I still enjoyed hanging out with him. I enjoyed mm-hmm. being around him. So even if we weren't going to date, I was like, well, I still, like, 
I'm still having a good time. You know, I'm not necessarily mm. getting the relationship that I want, but that's that's fine with me. Mm. You know, I, it wasn't like a we're going to date or we're never going to speak again type of thing. Mm. It was like, we'll just continue to get to know each other. Right. So you guys go back and forth and was it like, I don't know, like nine months that you guys were like, you're flying out to LA, this is yeah. again, especially during COVID. Right. Um, you're flying back and forth. Is that right? right? Yeah. Um, how was that? Like for you, like, I, I feel like some girls would be told, okay, you need to put your foot down, hold a standard kind of thing. Like, don't keep going out to see him kind of thing. And again, it still played out well for you, which is why I think it's relevant to bring that up. Like yeah. you were coming to see him and he's inviting you, but he's telling you he's not going to date you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like what's going through your mind at that point? I mean, I think it was like three months in, maybe like the third time I'd been to LA. And that was the point where I said he was taking me to the airport and I just said, I'm not going to come out here anymore. It wasn't like a date me, date me. It was mm. just, I know that I, if I keep coming out here, I will have feelings for you. And you told me you're not going to date me. So I'm just going to stop coming out here. Okay. And he was like, okay, because he's not going to, you know, he, he's not going to date me. So he's like, I get it. It makes sense. You know, I don't fault you for that. Yeah. And so I left and that, I think every time we saw each other, we were like, this will be the last time. Mm. <laughs> and then I'd go home and we'd miss each other and it would all start back over again. <laughs> and then a couple months later, I, you know, so then I think at six months we were in New York together and that's when we were at dinner and I just said, okay, it's been six months like yeah. of us doing this. Right. I have feelings for you now, so I would like to date you. And he still is just adamant about not dating me. And I get it. You know, we ha there's obviously a lot of hurdles, and he is a very guarded person. And so I totally got it. And I'm like, okay, let's have a fun weekend. Hmm. See where it goes. So we had a great weekend. And then when I, we went out... COVID happened. So we were dating, seeing each other. We started in September of 2019. So we were seeing each other a few months before COVID uh -huh. started. Yeah. And then COVID started and that's, I was just, we had just been seeing each other for two days, you know, for a weekend. Right. So it wasn't ever a long extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So then when COVID happened, he offered for me to come out for a week. Mm -hmm. And... The world has shut down. Yeah. I'm not working. I'm not, you know, nothing's right. happening. And so, like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So I went out there for a week. And that week, I, I was like, this, I'm serious now. Yeah, this like, is... this, we've spent a week with each other. We didn't want to kill each other. Yeah. You know, and he lived in Venice in this smaller apartment and where we were on top of each other for a mm -hmm. week. And that's mm -hmm. a hard thing to do when you've just only been spending two days with each other to right. then go for a week straight. Exactly. The world shut down. You have nothing to do but be in an apartment together. <laughs> and um, I think he, I don't want to speak for him, but I think at that point he was also catching feelings and was getting scared. Right. And we still were like, okay, no, we're not going to do this. So then at that point I just said, then I am going to, you know, we had the whole time we'd been seeing other people mm -hmm. in a sense. We were very honest about it. Oh, okay. Wow. Well. And I said, okay, well then I'm just going to fully go see other people. Yeah. And I did. And 
he'd FaceTime me and I'd be getting, it's like eight o'clock at night. I'd be getting ready. And he'd be like, where are you going? She'd be like, I'm going on a date. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't want to, like, what are you talking about? I'm going mm-hmm. on a date. And he'd be like, well, talk to me like while you're there. And he'd reach out and I wouldn't respond. And, and it wasn't games. None of about what we, what we were doing was game playing with right. each other because the whole time we were so honest. Mm-hmm. He knew I was seeing other people. I knew he was seeing other people. We talked about it. He told me he didn't want to date me. I expressed my feelings. You know, it was never anything being shady or sneaky. It was never game playing. So then I started seeing another person. And I think at that point, he truly realized, you know, I think it's, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Right. Type of thing. And he realized it. And... I was seeing someone else at the time and he expressed, you know, that I think we were on FaceTime and he said, I've got to tell you something. And I said, what, that you love me? He was like, well, yeah, that, but something else. (laughs) And uh, a couple of days later, I think I texted him back and said, you know, I'm in love with you too. But I was still seeing someone else, you know, but I did definitely have those feelings for him, but I knew he didn't want to date me. So why would I not see anyone else, you know? Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I remember him texting me and, and being like, well, I told you I loved you. Like, didn't that mean? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm, you don't want to date me, so. Right. And, uh, and then I, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but me and that person ended up breaking things off. And I, you know, I said, well, let's, I'm going to fly out to LA and let's talk about this. Yeah. And I did. And I think we both were like, we know that we're the exception to the rule. You know, there is a rule about what it, what can work and what's not going to work. And age gaps and long distance uh, okay. and that type of stuff mm-hmm. is kind of like, uh, you know, guardrails mm-hmm. to these type of relationships. And we knew if we're going to do this, mm-hmm. we're going to be the exception to the rule. And that was okay. And so we talked about it and we, you know, decided that why keep fighting what we know is there what do we have to lose and so we decided to start dating I'm curious too going off of the dating other people and like seeing other people like how were you able to handle that because you had so much feelings for Nick at that point and you guys are both really honest that you're seeing other people um, both of you are how does that not drive you crazy especially to that extent like again already it was like even at six months right yeah. you guys are still mm-hmm. talking to other people that kind yeah. of thing yeah I mean like with that much time invested per se how does that not just fuck with your head as most of you have probably heard for a while now I've been consistently drinking magic mind because not only does it taste so good especially if you love a hint of matcha flavor, but this stuff helps me get into my flow state and I always feel a stronger sense of focus, which makes sense since it is a productivity drink. While I love coffee and I do make it every morning, when it comes to preparing for my workflow or wanting something to sip on before I get into my work, 
I always choose Magic Mind because, like I said, it helps me get into my flow state and it makes me feel more focused and productive. The best part is that it is all natural and I'm going to share with you a few key facts and ingredients. Number one, it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus. For me, like I said, I drink it more for just the pleasure of making coffee. So this one is definitely a better alternative if you prefer more of an energy-focused drink. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And lastly, it is all natural ingredients including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. If you've been considering it for a while, I highly, highly recommend you give this a try. I drink this every single day, no joke, and it comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much sometimes I drink two in a day, but disclaimer, it is not recommended. They do recommend one, but I just truly love it so much. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's fulfill, F-U-L-F-I-L-L at magicmind.co slash fulfill. I think like I said before, I was just so in control of my feelings mm. that I knew the whole time how I felt. And when I didn't, that's when I would step back and Nick knew how I felt. You know, I expressed that to him and I didn't express it to him in a way that made him, you know, get scared or that I was, Mm. it was an ultimatum. It was more just like, let's have a talk. You know, I am feeling this way about you. And, you know, it wasn't always just him being like, well, I don't want to date you. You know, it was a conversation. (laughs) Right. And uh, we, we would express feelings about it and... I think that me just being so in control made me not go crazy or, you know, I I always had a sense of, like, respect for why he was doing what he was doing. And I understood it, and it made sense to me. Right. And so I wasn't pushy, and and I really just made sure that I was in control the whole time. So you're also seeing other people so obviously too girls our age especially will talk about having a roster and like having those guys so i'm assuming for you like mentally is it like nick is top and there's like other guys or are you kind of just like legitimately keeping them all equal and like not kind of ranking one higher than the other and that kind of thing i definitely wasn't really ranking one i mean i would say (laughs) like uh if i were to, I mean, I, if I were to really settle down and date someone, it, I wanted it to be Nick. Okay. Um, but I was not going to sit around and wait for him to realize what he was doing. I, you know, I was still meeting other people and having fun. And so that's just what I continued to do. But I just continued to do it and also talk to him about it. Mm. So that wasn't hard for you to process your feelings like for Nick while still kind of like, how do you separate the two, I guess, where it doesn't intermingle with your feelings? You know, like, for example, like, what if you were to fall for like another guy, like at the same time? And like, how do you feel like you would have gone about or I guess you kind of did end up yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. someone um, briefly? Um, I think the relationships were so different. Okay. That... And also with Nick being in LA, it it was definitely harder. You know, I was it was easier to see yeah. this guy. It was yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'll pick you up at eight. We'll go to dinner. With Nick, it's like, okay, well, like in two weeks, I can fly out to LA. <laughs> it was a much harder relationship, but I think I always uh, kept kind of guarded from the people I was seeing 
because I wanted, I knew I wanted Nick. And so I didn't want to like completely allow myself another, like being in control of my feelings. I didn't want to allow myself to fall for this guy I was seeing because Mm -hmm. I knew it wouldn't be fair to him if Mm -hmm. I still had such strong feelings for Nick. Right. Playing games. You Mm -hmm. mentioned you and Nick were just super honest and upfront, which, you know, again, is a trait I always like with dating older men as well. Um, What's your opinion on playing the game though? Like the whole like not texting back a certain amount of time or um, maybe like not being so available. Like, you know, everything that they say with like the girls and dating and how to like get a guy to chase you kind of thing. Like, what is your take on that? Do you feel like you intentionally made uh, Nick chase you or was there? No, I don't think, I, I can honestly say that Nick and I, never played games with each other from the start we never played games with each other um have I played games in the past absolutely (laughs) but I I we didn't with each other and um I don't I think who cares about who texts back faster who who's more available if you are interested in someone show them that you're interested I don't Mm -hmm. think it's it's something that you have to make them chase you for or mm-hmm. make them think, oh my God, she's so busy. She's so unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> Just be yourself and, yeah. and let them fall in love with that. Yeah, I think a lot of girls, um, you know, and I, something I've kind of mentally struggled with is like, I am really direct and I'm really honest as well. But hearing other girls be like, oh, you have to play this game and you have to be X, Y, and Z. It's like, for me, it's really hard because I have so much going on in my life with like work and business. It's like, I don't have time to like, yeah, to like focus on like, oh, I'm going to just not text back this guy. To set an alarm to text him 10 minutes later. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone should put effort into trying to run away from a relationship. If you're into that person, just be into them and let it be natural. Is there a point you think it's too soon to, like, be brutally honest with a guy that, like, you're interested in him? No, like Never. Really? I don't think it's too soon You don't think all, it's too no. soon even after, let's say, a first date? In, in what sense? Like, if they're, like... I guess, like, let's say you feel like you hit it off a lot with chemistry, um, emotionally, mentally, physically, all right. of that. Um, like, you know, some people... Most times, it's like you go on, I don't know, let's say three to six dates, and at that point fifth, sixth day, you start to like figure out, okay, are we taking this further or are we like dropping this? You know what I mean? Um, Is there a point where you think it's like too soon? Because I think, again, girls are typically the ones, unfortunately, always being like, so what are we? Or, you know, instead of being direct and just saying like like what you did, I like you, I have feelings for you and I want to date you, you know? I think that that's the difference right there. You just said it. It's not asking what are we? It's just saying... I like you. These are my feelings that I have. Yeah. If you don't have those, that's okay. But I'm telling you what my feelings are. It's not like questioning them. What you know? Give me an answer. What are we? Are right. we going to date soon? Like, do you like me? It's just being like, hey, I think you're dope. I like you. Yeah. We should like keep doing this and maybe see where it goes. Yeah. And I, I think that is the part that people get so confused about mm-hmm. playing games. Right. Is that they always want the guy to be the one to make the decision. Right. And to be the one to say, yeah, we should date. When I think it's totally okay for the girl to say, hold up, I think we should date. You know, I like you. What, you know, and and if, let me know your thoughts. Second question someone else asked is, they feel like you're super confident. Um, Do you have any advice on building self-confidence or things that you've done over the years to get there? And especially now too with... 
having to face more criticism due to just the nature of what it is like how do you keep noise out and not let external opinion external factors get in your head I mean it's definitely hard it's something that I struggled with a lot especially living in New York and and, and doing that modeling it was that's something that uh, I think broke but also built my confidence Mm -hmm. and um my mom has always said, you know, a, 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 a question in a lot of interviews is like, what's your biggest insecurity? Or mm. like, what's something, what's a flaw that you have? And I've never been one to talk about my insecurities because then I feel like once you announce them, then that's kind of what people start to focus on. Mm. And if you're like, oh, you know, I have like this eye is a little bit smaller than the other, <laughs> then people start being like, oh, I've never noticed that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. And so I think I've just always kept my insecurities to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I, I just, I don't care. I don't care yeah. what people have to say. Yeah. Um, I've, and I think that's helped me a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was bullied a lot throughout school. And yeah. so I think getting out of that and, um, moving to New York and all of these events that have happened in my life, just growing up so fast mm-hmm. just made me realize my worth yeah, um, and, and who I am as a person. Do you feel like, and this is something I relate to as well, because I moved out here when I was 18 yeah. and my parents, you know, live in PA. So I feel like I just grew up in LA and Southern totally. California completely on my own and was very independent about it though. Yeah. And I, I would say I attribute that to kind of my maturity level today would you feel like that's something you like the independence aspect really absolutely yeah, yeah pushed totally. you and probably something you may, like I don't I would personally say I think it's great for people to if they haven't yet step out of their comfort zone and take do something independently absolutely. you know not yeah. always with friends not always with family around you right like go and go somewhere where it's like you can't just go run to your mom or like go run to a close friend I think like doing something that terrifies me but also excites me at the exact same level mm-hmm. is something I've always taken the chance on so moving out here you know I have no family I knew nobody but mm-hmm. Nick and it was terrifying yeah but I was so excited to finally you know get out of my hometown and be around new people in a new city that I was so excited for it so right. I knew you know I hadn't I was in Savannah for seven or eight years and I was just living my normal life and I thought you know when this opportunity came up I was like you know what I haven't done something that scares me Mm -hmm. in a long time since New York truly yeah and and so that's why I kind of took this leap wow I I agree though on the challenging yourself the the terrifying but also exciting at the same time never stop not gonna lie even I'm kind of like slightly terrified right now about New York because like I'm going there in a couple weeks and it's like I've been back and forth this entire past year but it's like LA has been comfortable, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, this is interesting. Um, what did you like exactly say when sliding into his DMs? Someone said they want to have a similar success rate. <laughs> I honestly, I, I don't even remember exactly what I said, yeah. but I think it was just like, you're hot. You're, I don't, I like, I really don't remember. I just remember seeing his photo on right. my explore page. And like, oh my God, this guy's so attractive. Mm-hmm. And I just told him that he's attractive. Like, yeah. It wasn't a sly line. It wasn't funny. It wasn't anything. And yeah. I think if the guy wants to reply, he will reply. he'll reply. Yeah. So it doesn't matter really what you say. But um, yeah, I think I just said, 
you're attractive, you're hot. Yeah. Something like that. Gotta be direct, right? <laughs> yeah. Let them know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like that as well. Okay, comparison. Do you have, or I guess the question's more like, how do you not compare yourself to maybe like your partner's like past girlfriends or just anything in general of that nature? Like how, especially kind of it being in the limelight-ish. Well, I don't know his past relationships. I We talked about this on that podcast. I didn't, I've never watched The Bachelor. Yeah. I mean, I watched a couple episodes of Peter's season because I, mm-hmm. I knew a girl on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I didn't know what his dating history was like. Yeah. So I def now obviously I know him and I know the insights of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And obviously it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So I I have nothing really to compare. I to. like that statement you just said. Obviously it didn't work out. Right. You know what I mean? I think, um, and I hear this from like girls that will come to me too. Is like people will like stalk other people's exes. You know. Right. And. Yeah, that's like, of course, it's not going to help you to look into it. But I think that's the key statement, though. It's like, it obviously didn't work out. Right. So why does it matter right. anymore? Exactly. You know? Yeah, they that's, broke up for a reason. Mm-hmm. So That's a good mindset. I like it. Someone else asked, what does Nick bring out in you? He brings out, I mean, I, think I could go on forever. He makes me want to work harder. He motivates me. He brings out my goofy side. He we have so much fun together we really Mm -hmm. do he brings out the best version of myself yeah is there something that you feel like is significant that a partner should bring out in you like someone that's serious or just again your opinion I mean Nick makes me feel like the prettiest girl that has ever walked the earth I mean he makes me feel so loved and so I mean all the time he just showers me in in love and affection Mm -hmm. and I think finding someone who will hype you up who will you know be your biggest cheerleader is really important you need that you don't need someone who's going to compete with you or try you know the games try (laughs) and make you feel jealous when you go you know like someone who's just confident and knows that y'all are together you're you know and and that's what he does he's great at that that's good I had a ex years ago that was competing with me oh my god me too me too (laughs) and that was just not good no it's awful because it's like you want to be celebrating with them and instead you feel awkward telling them like something that good that happened that day or like you know something that's you know excelling in your career you know just like date like in my past, I've, I've dated really jealous people. Yeah. And I would say, you know, oh my God, I got this opportunity right. to, to model or to do this. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, well, who's it with? Oh, it's a guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a guy. You know, and then it would be like, oh, I don't want to tell you anything anymore. Exactly. But Nick is so, I mean, we celebrate every small victory. Aww. And it's amazing. That's good. Do you think in the early phase, like the dating, talking phase, um, is it better to date one person at a time or multiple people? I know you had your ways about it, but what's your take on that? Every person's different. You know, yeah. definitely just do what works for you. Mm-hmm. If you're, sometimes it's hard to keep up with multiple people. You know, mm-hmm. you start telling the wrong guy that their birthday's <laughs> in August and you're like, I'm in January. You know, it can get confusing and hard. So yeah. I think just whatever works for you, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you're comfortable with. Where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully with babies. Oh, that's Hopefully good. With babies. I, yeah. I, like I said, I really want to be a young mom and mm-hmm. that has it's never changed not depending on who I'm dating you know I right. felt this way since I was I don't know 13 I don't yeah know, and, and thought about a future life mm-hmm. um but I'm we're very happy with where we're at mm-hmm. and we're just 
you know, starting to travel more now that the world is yeah. kind of opening back up. Right. Um, but just continuing what we're doing, we've, we're living such a fun life. So mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Final question. It's okay. something I ask everyone on the show, but what ultimately fulfills you in life? I think my family and the people that I have around me, they, they truly make an impact on me, whether I'm having, you know, I call my mom every day. I've got a great relationship with her. So having, you know, people who support you and root for you and, mm-hmm. and, and want you to succeed in life, I think that's really important. And I try and keep those relationships in my life. Um, you know, Nick and my puppy and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, work and, yeah. you know, a lot of things, my plants, a, mm-hmm. a lot of things, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of things fulfill me, but definitely mm-hmm. just keeping people who root for you mm-hmm. in your corner. It's always the people I tell, you know, a lot of people and just on this podcast, the theme, as you know, what fulfills yeah. you, it's just like, I think, especially during COVID, we recognize how much we missed having connection with people and having deep conversations and being able to be in person. So, I mean, I feel the same way. I think it's always about the people at the end of the day. You could be as successful and you could have as much money as you could want and have, but without someone to celebrate with or without the right people around you, it truly means nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, where can people find you? Share your Insta or I'm anything. I'm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie Joy, two N's, two J's. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. Cool. Well, yeah. I'll add it to the show notes and people can find you and keep up with you there. Thank you. This was so fun. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And that is all for today's throwback episode with Natalie Joy. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you did, definitely share this one with your girlfriends and on your Instagram story. And as always, tag the podcast Instagram at you and tag Natalie if you are sharing this episode because it definitely means a lot to see that you are tuning in and that you enjoyed this. And if you are a regular listener, it would mean the world to me if you took a quick few seconds to rate and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Yes, you can rate podcasts on Spotify now. You can't leave an actual review, but you can give it five stars if you've been loving it. So as always, it means a lot. And lastly, if you are curious about the merch, especially the best-selling What Fulfills You card game and daily journal, you can check all of that out at whatfulfillsyou.com. And you can follow along on Instagram at whatfulfillsyou to hear about the new upcoming fall merch. So definitely be sure to check that out and all the links will be in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in today. I will chat with you all in the next episode.